0: listening to Keeping It Real the podcast about issues that matter to you. I'm Julie Kelly and on this show we keep it raw, unfiltered and real. Hi and welcome to today's episode of Keeping It Real and today I want to talk about a topic that's really serious to many many people. That topic is rape and sexual assault. Now in this podcast you're going to hear things that will completely blow your mind but it will also raise questions as well and that's what these podcasts are about. Now first of all before I carry on I'm going to give some statistics and these are the crime statistics of England and Wales. Now, it was estimated that 1.1 million adults aged 16 years and over experienced sexual assault in the year ending March last year, that's 2022. So it's not that long ago, is it? And that was 798,000 women and 275,000 men. In a whole country, that doesn't sound a lot, but those figures are astronomical, aren't they? What this equates to is a prevalence rate of approximately 2.3% of adults. Now of them, 3.3% were women and 1.2% were men. And what the research shows in these statistics is that unwanted sexual touching was the most common type of sexual assault around this time in adults. And that was compared with rape, which was 0.3%. But nevertheless, those statistics are worrying. Now, I'm giving you these statistics for a reason because we do know that many, many people suffer from sexual assault and rape, both as children and as adults. Many children who get sexually assaulted, they tell a teacher, or they might hold on to that trauma of what's happening for years and then they might disclose it as an adult some children might disclose it and not be believed so there are many different ways in which sexual assault and rape are dealt with now the reason i'm telling you this is that a story has recently come out and this story is from a woman known as samantha jane gailey who's now 60 years old she's married her married name is gamer but when she did the interview she was Samantha Jane Gailey now bearing in mind as I said this lady is 60 years old but she did an interview with Emmanuel Signe from a French magazine Le Poix when she was being interviewed she has disclosed that she was drugged and raped by the well-known film director Roman Polanski now many of you listeners will have heard of Roman Polanski Even if you haven't heard of him in the films, you will have heard of him because sadly, around the time of Charles Manson and his disciples, his girlfriend Sharon Tate was murdered whilst carrying their unborn child. So he was well known around that time as well, but his association with Charles Manson was purely because he was the partner at that time of Sharon Tate, nothing more than that. But this woman, Samantha Jane Gailey, said in an interview that she was, well, what she said was that she was just partying down. Now, we know that she was drugged and Roman Polanski had sex with her. That's been admitted at the age of 13. And... People were saying, well that's rape, which it is rape because she's a child, she wasn't accountable for anything, she couldn't make a decision about consensual sex, and so it was rape. Now when she was interviewed, what she has said to Roman Polanski's wife also, is that it was no big deal, and that she was partying down, she was having a good time at 13, and it did not then, and still has not, had any impact on her life. Now when I heard this it kind of blew my mind because so many men and women struggle with the impact of rape and sexual assault and it's like a kick in the gut for every man and every woman who's ever been raped but we have to look at it from two angles here because this woman is saying that she did have sex with him she did have sex with Roman Polanski and she was 13 she was just a child but she said she knew what she was doing She was partying, she was having a good time, she was willing to have sex with him. And like I said, she used the words, it was no big deal. And she has said that it never affected her then, and it certainly hasn't affected her into adult life. So, what do you think of that? I mean, there are going to be people listening to this podcast who have been raped and sexually assaulted. You might be dealing with the impact of that right now. I don't really want the podcast to become a debate about how should one, how someone should and shouldn't feel when they've been raped or sexually assaulted, because we're all very unique in the way that we deal with situations and deal with our emotions, aren't we? But it did raise some questions for me, and one of the, um, one of the questions it raised when I heard this, I did wonder whether we, as a society, might actually play a part. Sometimes in holding people, men and women, in that victim mindset because when we offer therapies and counselling and trauma therapy, a person is reliving that memory. They have to relive that memory to deal with that memory, to, to understand that they are not accountable for what happened. Even an adult who is raped is not responsible for what happens. Rape is the most degrading, it's the most defiling and it's, it's the most horrendous thing a person can go through and the most abominable thing a person can do to another person it's invasive isn't it, it strips mentally and physically from a person but when an incident happens it's quite clear that when we go through a traumatic event whatever that may be after that event finishes whether it's rape, whether it's a fight whether someone is murdered when that is finished that event ends but it is the trauma memory that a person carries with them that is the problem because that memory keeps reliving itself so do services who offer therapy who offer counselling who offer a, a safe arena for someone to Really think about and look at what has happened to them. Do services play a part in keeping someone in victimhood when they keep replaying that memory over and over and over? I'm not here to say yes or no, but what's clear is that this woman, and I've no reason from looking at the interview and hearing it on the radio and on the news. I mean, it is big news, it's not something that I've just read somewhere it's been on the radio, it's it's happened. When this woman um, spoke, she, she seemed coherent, she didn't seem like she was making anything up. I mean, who's to say, really, but she didn't. She seemed very concise in what she was saying, so it's quite clear that it is possible, because this woman says she's done it, so it must be possible to just close the door On a traumatic event and get on with our life. Now some people might argue, yeah, but it's going to come out at a later date. Maybe it will for her, but she's now 60 years old and this happened at 13. She says she's not been impacted by it. So this podcast is just to leave you with a simple question. Does our society in the United Kingdom does it sometimes? enable people to stay in that traumatic memory, to stay in that victimhood role, and to prevent people from moving forward. I'm not saying intentionally, but does it play a part? Maybe you're someone that has been raped and sexually assaulted and walked away from it unscathed. Maybe you're someone who's gone through therapy and benefited from it. I would love to hear your comments and your feedback please leave your comments because it's those comments that help these podcasts to grow you've been listening to Keeping It Real and of course these podcasts are raw unfiltered and real we don't hold anything back and we do discuss topics that other podcasts might shy away from, again my name's Julie Kelly please like, share and comment and if you can please subscribe to my podcast channel over on Apple Podcasts. I'll be back soon with another topic, but for now, bye.